Let's jump into this book. We got work to do. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. For gathering with the believers, I don't do out of religion or routine. But I believe when I add my faith with your faith and your faith with my faith, there becomes an explosion or a collision of destiny that begins to happen. And I'm encouraged by your faith today. And I pray that my faith will encourage yours while we're in the presence of the Lord. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. It's a word from the Lord. I want to honor not one of the greatest female preachers, one of the greatest preachers on the planet. Dr. Jaquette Dumas, let's thank God for our pastor. Let's thank God for our leader. Let's thank God for the sent one that was sent to us. Amen. You can be seated. She preached so powerfully. I was telling the people at Wednesday night prayer um, that I was thanking God for Tiffany Lee who went live. It was like I won the lotto. And I uh, was in a car on the way to worship, I believe it was, on the way back. I don't remember. On the way back out of worship in Memphis. And uh, that live came on, and that woman of God was like, Jesus. Um, she laid a foundation. What an amazing close to what we experienced in the month of February. I mean, phenomenal. And a lot of times people try to categorize female preachers in a category separate from guys. And, you know, she's a good woman preacher. Uh, but no, 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 no. She stands in a class all by herself. And, um, and we are tremendously blessed um, here at All Nations. How many of you know that? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. It's good to see y'all in the house of God. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16, starting a new series today. And uh, we're going to jump into it. Thank you for being a phenomenal church. And um, I have to say this before I jump into this word. My call is not just to you, my, but my call is to this nation and beyond. And so when the Lord calls me to go places, it blesses my heart that in this season of my life, I have not one concern, worry, nothing on my mind at all about anything going right, wrong, or indifferent. You understand what I'm saying? And I know much of it is because of the amazing team that serves alongside Dr. Jaquette and I. So just if you serve at any level, give yourself a hand. Amen. Y'all amazing here. Yeah? And uh, thank God for what you do. Romans 1 and 16. You ready for the word? So much happening in this room. I'm telling you, you can walk out of here healed today, delivered. I, I, I'm really taking my time on purpose because I just, uh, you know, in a minute I'll declare some of these things that I'm seeing. But, but the Lord is doing something great. And that's the wonderful thing about when you, when you make sure you're not common with the house of God. Because when you really honor the moment that God has brought you in, anything could happen for you. And I don't know what you're carrying. And I don't know what you're in need of. But what I do know is Jesus is in the building. And when Jesus is in the room, everything, everything can change in a moment's time. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16, the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith and it is written the just shall live by faith I would love to start this journey um, this month with a message entitled no more hiding no more hiding thank you gentlemen we are starting this series as we're going to be going through the, uh, the book of Romans all month long you'll receive a reading plan uh, today, as you exit the sanctuary, this reading plan will also be in our app, right? It's already there. The reading plan is already in the app as well. And we're going to not only, I can't preach, I believe there's 16 books, and I cannot preach all 16 books 
or chapters rather of Romans um, in one series. Um, so it's going to be important as we highlight different parts of um, the book of Romans that you read along. Uh, now, I love this because when we do um, uh, a message series on books, it promotes study in you. Some of you are like, no, man, a guy, I just want you to preach. No, and I want you to study. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'd like you to become learned. And I would like for you to grow and develop because I'm not impressed at all by my own ability. I'm not even impressed by my own knowledge. And I surely didn't sign up to lead an ignorant people. Not saying that you are, but I did not sign up for that. I actually signed up to see people empowered to live the Christian life. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. So I want you to read along in the reading plan. And make sure that you um, take in all that's available in the book of Romans. It is so full. Like, I was trying to figure out, God, navigate to me where you want me to start. It's just so much in Romans. It's so full. It's a part of the bedrock of our Christian faith. And I think you need to make sure you grab everything in it. Um, the video showed us a little bit of the context of what is happening. Is that uh, this great man, Apostle Paul, was writing a letter to the church of Rome. As you look through the New Testament, I don't want to assume that you understand this. Many of the books that you read that Paul wrote were, were books that were written to certain churches in certain areas or locales where he was called to be the overseer or the apostle of these particular churches and had ministry towards them. God was awakening his heart and burdening his heart with a message for that city, for that area. And so here we see that God is speaking through Paul to the church of Rome, and we get to look in and be able to receive of the conversation between an apostle and his people. Okay. Uh, we get to look in on the conversation between a man of God who was sent to a people and had a passion. Even the interesting thing about Paul, Paul was in prison at times in his journey and was still caring for the people that he was called to. And it shows us through the life of Paul that hardship should never stop you from being who God called you to be. Only two people going to rock with me in here. Because something bad happened to us, we quit. Hello, somebody. Bible said that Paul was in chains still writing. Uh-oh. So even in the midst of where there was something that was trying to hold Paul down, he still worked his message on the inside of him. What's wrong with y'all acting Catholic? Look at somebody next to you and say, let the worship, let the, let the message work in you. Tell them, let the message work in you message working you let it come out of you so here he is writing to the church of rome and he begins to deal with this idea of shame that's where i want to start today i'm gonna to start with this whole thing of shame um, he says he says i am not ashamed uh, that, that word ashamed in its original language in the greek means to to be disgraced like someone singled out because uh, others feel like they have misplaced their confidence or support. That their confidence is in a lie or in something that is not true. Uh, this, this idea of shame is something that the enemy tries to place on many of us when we begin our journey with God or while we're in our journey with God. Where it makes us at times because of the voices around us feel as if maybe our confidence is in the wrong thing. You want to sit there like you've never been there before. But when you're walking with God, there are some times where there are people who are in the world around you who will begin to speak things or, or make you feel awkward in a way where there's been times where you feel like I'm the only one. Hello? Uh, even, even the prophet Elijah, you remember Elijah was journeying through his situation and he was scared, he was upset, he was frustrated. He said, because I'm the only one. But the truth is, you, you are not the only one. Look at somebody say, you're not the only one. That's why the Lord brought you in this room of hundreds of people to, to encourage your faith today to tell you we in this together. Hello? Uh, you are not by yourself. And I know that sounds like a simple prophetic word, but let me prophesy to somebody in here today. You are not by yourself. I know the devil tried to tell you you were. Tried to make you feel like you were by yourself in your sin. Hello? That you were by yourself in your issue. The devil will come and try to make you feel like you're the only one that's struggling with X, Y, and Z. You're the only one. Y'all ain't saying nothing that's struggling with this of that but thank God for the gathering of believers where I can get in a place and I real I ain't by myself shame get off of me I'm no longer going to allow shame to settle upon my journey I'm gonna allow it to be here listen there are so many voices that that pour contempt 
on those who embrace the, the gospel truth. They, 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 they try, even, even it was said in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 28, verse 22. We don't read a lot of scripture today. Acts chapter 28, verse 22. Turn it if you can. Put it up for me. This is Paul talking again. He says, listen, he says, but we desire to hear from you what you think. For concerning this sect or concerning this group, we know that it is spoken against everywhere. In other words, there's a whole lot of people talking about what we do. He said, he said, this faith that we have grabbed a hold of as believers, that's a whole lot of voices everywhere that has something to say about it. If you don't learn how to press out the voices and to ignore the voices, you will remain confused. There will always be a voice somewhere speaking against what you believe. There will always be noise somewhere of people that are trying to pull you out of it, some, some knowingly and some unknowingly in their ignorance, trying to pull you out of the place where you believe, but you've got to make a decision. I believe one voice. Somebody's holler back one voice, huh? And if you're not carrying his voice, I ain't got to listen to you. I can't hear nobody in here. If you ain't carrying his voice, I'm listening to one voice. It might come through somebody else, but it's yet and still one voice. One voice built upon the word of God. That voice, a matter of fact, is the word of God. Living and alive and moving in this life today. Look at your neighbor and say, stop being moved by the other voices. I don't care how long you've known these voices. I don't care how long these voices have been kidding to you. I don't care how long you've been friends with these voices. I don't care if these voices are your boss. I don't care if the voices are the news. I don't care what the voices. Listen to me. You've got to understand. I sound like Trump for a minute, but there's a lot of fake news coming out of hell. <laughs> I love my president. That's all I'm going to say. I honor those in leadership. Glory to God. But there's a lot of fake news. The enemy takes a little bit of truth, mixes it with a whole lot of lies to get you to believe it. And if you're not astute, look at your neighbor and say, you got to be astute. You got to be astute. If you're not astute, you will be wavered. I wish I had a church that would be honest in here because some of y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, 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 that will be wavered in your walk. You got to know in whom you believe. Ooh, ooh. You got to know in whom you believe. That's why the word of God is so vitally important to your life. Right? Because if you go out there in this day and time and you let some of these people of other religions grab a hold of you. You got these mother God people out there. This foolishness. They're talking about if, they, if there's a father God, there must be a mother God. And I'm not thinking about you and your idiotic thinking. Show me that in the Bible. You know, our evangelist team, if you're on the evangelism team, make some noise real fast. They go out every single Thursday to go and win souls. Imagine that. And they go out and win souls and they keep encountering the mother God folks. And evangelist Scott Aka, who's an evangelist from his mother's womb, he, you know, uh, he got an anointing. See, he got an you got to have an aggression if you're going to be an evangelist. And he's shown enough God. And you hear me? He will rip them people to shreds about this mother God stuff. And it is important that you understand what you believe. Because if you don't understand it, you will be wavered by the voices that speak against what you believe everywhere. Are you getting this today? Forcing you. Listen, when you start walking with God, some of the voices begin to tell you that you're doing too much. In your relationship with the Lord. Y'all don't want this, huh? Y'all gonna leave me out here by myself. I mean, it don't take all that. How you gonna tell me what it take? Last time I checked, you wouldn't live in half of nothing, didn't have nothing, don't know nothing. Why in the world do you think that your opinion matters at this point to tell me anything about what I'm doing for God? Some of us don't understand. You went hard for hell. I wish, I wish if you was an ex something, whatever you was an ex, I wish you would be honest and make some noise in the building. Some of us, when we weren't saved, it was no joke. Why y'all trying to play me? I see you. I'm a real prophet. I see you. Y'all was, mmm, mmm. 
Yo, what's going on? It didn't care what nobody thought about it. You had the message of the kingdom of hell written on your life. It was like I wish somebody would say something to me. And now all of a sudden when you're living for God, hello, then we become wavered when the devil tries to tell you. And people that he uses tries to tell you that your belief systems are no longer, they don't mean anything or your belief systems aren't real. But I'm going to tell you something the Lord told me to tell you very clearly. It's time for you to come out of hiding. Do you hear me? There is no more hiding. Either you're going to be for God while you're quiet or you're going to be for hell. There is no more middle ground. Hit somebody and look annoyed by my loudness and tell them, come on out of there. you gonna live for you gotta make a decision that I will no longer be wavered by the things that are around me like the Bible says choose this day who you serve um, the wise and the sophisticated think we are idiots the wise and the sophisticated think we are fools. And they begin to, in their human knowledge, begin to try to pull apart the truth of God's word. Um, um, they, they will begin to tell you why this is impossible and that is impossible. And most of it comes through, through intellect. And it comes through conjecture from uh, things of the natural, but have nothing to do with what God has said about his journey or what God said in his word. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 18. Let's walk through the Bible. That's what we're doing. We're going to study and learn in the month of, uh, what is this? March. You know, I'm a prophet. I'd be in, you know, April and in May already. So I'm trying to find out where we're at. Uh, for, we, we, we're in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. You can tell my Bible readers every time I start reading scripture. Some of y'all don't say that, but the real Bible readers be like, yes. Mm, I know where you're going. 1 Corinthians 1.18. So the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to, um, for, to us who are being saved, look at this, it's what? Ooh. What you call foolishness, saving my life. Y'all don't want to walk through this with me. What you call crazy is sustaining my whole existence. <laughs> what you say is too much is what's making me be able to have lasting power so I'm going to make a decision I will not be ashamed of the gospel because the gospel is the power of God that's keeping my life together and you got to make a decision I'm about to talk loud for the kingdom you thought I was loud before watch me while I work I can't hear you I said watch me while I work I'm about to invade the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ I'm going to invade the world with the message of Jesus Christ. Be seated, please. For it is written, I will destroy. Look at this, please. I will destroy, verse 19, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. <laughs> and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. God said, You think you're smarter than me. You think that the created thing is wiser than the creator. We have gotten it so twisted in America. Because we will listen to the created thing more than we do the creator himself. You came from the God you are trying to figure out. But yet you talk to me as if you got him figured out. And the reality is that a God that I can completely figure out is a God I don't need. Because if I can figure you out, we are on the same level. That's why the Bible calls God the mighty breasted one. I'm preaching good in here today. He's the many breasted one. When you think that you've, you've took on one part of God, God will present another side of himself that you, y'all don't want this. I don't care if you've been saved 15 years. You think you know God. Look at somebody and say, you don't know none. You don't know none. You, you, you think you know God? All my wretched people was with me. Some of y'all like, I didn't, you don't know none? What is that? <laughs> Are you with me today? 
He said, listen, you're not smarter than me. I created you. This is good to me. This verse 20. We just walked through the word. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and the Greeks after wisdom. But we preach Christ. See, this is stuff. This stuff that I want y'all to come, come on. Look at somebody say, travel with the man. Travel with the man. This is why I, I need you to travel here with me because you're trying to figure out stuff that don't matter. I dealt with it a couple of weeks ago. You're trying to follow your sign and all of this foolishness. And I'm going to tell you, if you weren't here the Sunday before, all of that astrology foolishness is witchcraft. Welcome. Thank me later. Give an extra seed. That my life is run by a sign. Because many of the things that they say that you are by your sign are dysfunctionalities. So when I study my sign, I'm going to preach anyway in here. When I study my sign, it's to say, you know what? I have a right to be crazy. Because I don't even know the signs. Because for sure I'm a zodiac. Is that one of them? See, I don't even know. I don't know. Y'all know your signs, though. I see you in here. You, 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 you study it, and what it is, is a right for you to be dysfunctional. Because surely I'm a whatever. And the thing about being dysfunctional is God has the power to change all dysfunction. I don't care if you are crazy. He can deliver the crazy. I don't care if you are out of your... He'll take you out. I don't care if you are an introvert. He'll make you an extrovert. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All this foolishness. I don't want to know my side. I want to know Christ and him crucified. Y'all say that. I want to have an understanding of what was done on the cross for me. I want to have an understanding of what was done in the blood of Jesus. Why y'all quiet? I want to have an understanding of the power of the resurrection. I want to have an understanding of the power that now lives on the inside of me. I don't want to follow my side. I want to follow Jesus. And you don't got to like it. I'm preaching to you. Um, we preach Christ crucified. Y'all here? To the Jews. I need to hurry up here. A stumbling block. To the Greeks. Foolishness. Verse 24. But those who are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. The power of the crucifixion, power of the resurrection becomes to us the power of God and the wisdom of God. We live our lives by these truths. If you don't understand the truth of this, you don't know how to live. Hey, Kalina, you don't know how to live if you don't know the truth of God's word. Am I helping you? This is not condemnation. If you're hearing condemnation, you're hearing hell. The Lord told me to tell you that. If you're feeling like nothing because you don't know the word, that's not coming from this pulpit. I am teaching you that God has graced you to be able to learn his word, to walk in his truth, and to walk in power. But if you're not ever confronted with the truth, you won't ever change. There's a difference from conviction and condemnation. I had it. The Lord told me to stop and tell you that. There's a difference from conviction and condemnation. Conviction lets you know, oh, I need to change. But it also empowers you to change. Condemnation makes you feel like you nothing. You under the foot. You ain't worth nothing. You don't even serve God. You, 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 and you receive all of this noise. But would you please just take a moment, put your finger down to the ground, and say, hell, shut up! Okay, now let's continue this teaching. Well, in verse 25 says, because the foolishness of God is wiser. Are you looking at the same Bible I'm looking at? Verse 25, please. Because the foolishness of God is wiser. <laughs> just, just hang out there for a minute. I don't even got to preach this. You just need to read. 
This ain't, it's right there for you. The foolishness of God is wiser than the man you're listening to. Ooh, the Lord say, some of y'all been letting anatomy be a voice to you. Some of you with me, some of you don't understand what I'm saying. You, you letting body parts talk to you. I said, you got you to gotta let the voice of God, somebody say his voice. I wish I had a church. Somebody say his voice. His voice got to be louder than that man. You hear me? I, I feel anointed to say this right now because after you get done, y'all ain't saying nothing. After you get finished, why y'all quiet, huh? After, after you and did what you did, y'all, you, you got to understand that after it's all finished, you still got to live by something, huh? And man, the Bible don't say man shall live by V and D alone, but the Bible said the man shall live by bread. Shall not live by bread alone, but every word. That's, you're going to live by the word. You're going to live by the word. Why y'all quiet in here? On the religion demon got you. I say you're going to live by the word. All right. And the weakness of God, if there was a weakness in him, is stronger than men. Here's the next thing I want you to understand about the gospel. The religious are offended by us who carry the gospel. People who are stuck in man's routines and ways of doing things. Okay? Let her kill it. The spirit gives life. You take the word of God and you use it to whip people without any grace or empowerment to change. And you use it as a way to make people feel like they are nothing. You have joined in with the Pharisees and the Sadducees of old who wore funny hats, read the Bible, and sparkling-looking clothes to make them feel as if they were special and above everybody else. You ain't read the word. They, that's what they would do. They would wear certain clothing or they would wear certain things to get them a level of esteem to make them feel like they're better. Oh, sound like America's Christians to me. Where we start having certain things, wearing certain things and making us feel like we are better. Having a certain status to make us feel like we are better. I wish you just shake your neighbor and say, come on out of there. So the religious get upset. Jesus suffered shame because of his identification with us. I'm just walking through some things with you. Let's look at Isaiah 53 and 3. Shame tried to come on Jesus. Let's walk through this. If it's good to you right now, say, this is good to me. Thank you for those that are honest you who said nothing because it's not. Amen. But for those that said it is, thank you. Isaiah 53 and verse number 3. The Bible says, he is despised. And rejected by men. A man of sorrows. Oh, let's back up. I heard you look. Listen to me. This thing of rejection. Stop being upset when people reject you. I can be rejected and not be a reject. See what I said to you? You can reject me. I don't have to own rejection. If you don't like me, there's about 10 others that do. Y'all, why y'all in here? Why y'all tripping out about, dude, they don't like me. They used to be my friend. They don't want to be my friend no more. Y'all sound five. Are you serious? Is this good in here today? You can't, you can't be in a place where you're upset because somebody doesn't like you. When you carry light, darkness don't like light. If they're not ready to change, they're not ready to go, then they could be a Christian and in darkness. Oh. Because if you're at a place where revelation hasn't shined in certain areas of your life, you might decide to hang out in a dark spot. And just because you don't like me, there's about 25 that want to be on my fan list. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. There's about a hundred of them that's, that got my back, even if you don't like me. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about those that can't stand you. Come on, y'all. He was despised. If you're going to be a Christian, you're going to receive rejection. Because he was rejected. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He understood what it meant. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, the Bible says, uh, goes on to say, he was despised and we did not esteem him. How did Jesus handle shame? Good question. 
Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. How did Jesus handle shame? If the enemy is trying to place shame on you in any area of your life, we've got to know an answer in how to deal with it. Because some of us, you're not shameful because of the gospel. So you think. Many of us are shameful as the enemy has tried to make you feel like you're nothing because you did X, Y, and Z. I know you all in. You was jumping earlier. We was jump, 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 jump. Right? We was jumping, right? But some of us, while we was jumping, the devil was talking to us like you don't deserve to jump. While you was worshiping, the devil was talking to you about how you don't deserve to be in God's presence. I know you're sitting here with that smile on your face, but I see you really clearly. The enemy is working hard time to try to make you feel shameful because of what you did. But to stay in a place of shame, Brittany, would be to, to, to reject the grace, the love, and the power of the cross. Jesus died so I didn't have to carry a label. Jesus died so I didn't have to stay in a place. I might have lied, but I don't have to be a liar. Hello. I, I, I may have fornicated, but I don't have to be a fornicator. I might have done X, Y, and Z. What the enemy tries to do is to label you by that thing that you stepped into. And when he brings the shame, come on here, Sherman, teach us today. When the, when the shame comes, oftentimes we end up staying in that place because we feel like it's a part of our clothing. Genesis. They sin. But why did they hide? Because they were naked. Somebody knew the Bible and ashamed. They were naked and ashamed. Naked and ashamed. So the enemy wants to find you in a place of vulnerability and lay that shame on you like clothing. And you've got to understand that God is not releasing shame to you. God is releasing grace and love to you. I know you've been hearing how bad you are all your life and because you did this and you did that. Is this good today? God wants you to understand that his love is speaking loudly to you today. And if you jacked up, then get up. If you messed up, don't stay there. Make a decision that I will not remain in this place. And I not, will not become who the enemy tried to make me become. He wanted me to become a liar, but I lied. I'm repenting. I'm coming out of lying. He wanted to make me this, but I did it. I repented and I came out of it. Bible says, how do you handle shame? Verse 1, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, please. Looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising what? Shame. Despising the what? Shame. Despising the what? Shame. So, so how did Jesus handle shame? He despised it. You're not going to reject me. I reject you. Not a person. This is shame. Because some of y'all got to cut your dysfunction. I know that's right. No. Talking about the shame. Not your friend. I'm talking about the shame. We, you, you, I'm not gonna, you're not going to turn this against me. I push away the shame. Despise the change. And this is what he did. After he despised the shame, bring me a chair. After he despised the shame, he made a decision I'm going to take a seat. I will take a seat in who God has created me to be. Y'all. You said X, Y, and Z about me, but I'm going to reject the name that you tried to place upon me. Y'all don't want... Y'all remember when Jesus was even on the cross and how the, the soldiers came and was like, are you the king? King of the Jews? King of the Jews mocking him. And Jesus was like, you can say whatever you want to say. I, I might look like this on the outside, but I'm really taking a seat. 
I'm fulfilling what is written of me. You understand that Isaiah spoke of me through the annals of time, annals of time and begin to say what he had called me to be. I'm not going to allow you to look at me in my current condition and to speak something over me. I might look like this on the outside. I might be on this cross. I might be going through my crucifixion process. My flesh might be dying, but on the inside, dang on it, I'm taking a seat. I'm going to sit where God called me to see. You've got to understand that Jesus is not the only one sitting. God has called for you to take a seat as well. Look at somebody that don't understand what I'm saying and tell them you got to be seated in Christ, baby. You can't be seated in that old man. You can't be seated with sin consciousness. You cannot be seated with the devil tries to tell you about your flesh. Yeah, that used to be me, but now I'm taking a seat. Yeah, I used to act a fool, but now I'm taking a seat. Yeah, I used to be crazy, but now I'm... Look at your neighbor and say, sit down. How did Jesus handle shame? He took a seat. Took a seat. There's a seat with your name on it. It's a seat that belongs to you. Ooh, I hear you, Lord. You're called to rule and to reign. You're a joint heir with Christ Jesus. You are not only human. Did you hear what I said to you? I'm talking to you. Point at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. You are not only human. You are a spirit man first. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You live in a body and you have a soul. But you're a spirit man person. You're called to rule and you're called to reign as a joint heir with Christ Jesus. I was born with the price. I'm not just human. Gonna take my seat. Be seated, please. <laughs> I will not be the shamed of the gospel. Wherever shame has been trying to hold on to you, reject it. It's my main message to you today. Get rid of the shame. Doesn't belong to you. He died for the shame. <laughs> he died for the shame, so don't embrace it. Some of you, okay, yes, Lord, you're not shamed about sin. You're shamed about things that he gave you as assignments that you didn't fulfill. Yeah, I hear it. Because some of you are like, you weren't with me on that. You're like, Apostle, I mean, you know, I ain't had VAD in years, man. I got, I've been over that. Can you get a new message? Can you give me a new sound? Because that ain't my sound. So let me, let me give something for you to eat today. Some of you feel shameful because you feel like you missed time. You feel like you didn't, you didn't complete what God had given you as an assignment. So you've been walking through life feeling shameful because you didn't complete it. But I feel the hand of God pulling you out of the place of shame today. Y'all I feel the hand of God reaching in and pulling you out of the place where you begin to feel down and feel like you're nothing. How you gonna be a whole king? How you gonna be a whole Lord that he is king and Lord over? Acting like a papa. Acting like a poor man. Acting like somebody don't have an inheritance. But you've been called by God to walk in who he's called you to be and to receive what he said about you. Tell that shame to go to hell and walk in who you've been destined to be. All right. I will not be ashamed. Here it is. We're almost closing. Of the gospel. Gospel. What is the gospel? I'm happy you asked class. According to the Greek word for gospel, it is the good news. Ooh, wee, wee. It's the good news. Paul was not ashamed of the good news even in the marketplace of ideas. We are in a season in America where everybody has an idea. Everybody has a thought process. Everybody now are philosophers. I mean, we got hood philosophers. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you ain't never been to a university a day in your life or even, even been into it, and you somewhere with conjecture about how the world works and how things come together. Social media has made everybody a doggone philosopher. The great thing with social media is that everybody has a voice. The horrible thing with social media is that everybody has a voice. 
so there's all of these sounds going around saying, this is what it is, this is what it is, this is how it should be. God is speaking and said that Paul, he even when he went into the marketplace of ideas, had no problem being able to hold fast to the gospel. When you go into your jobs and you go into the world around you, you got to hold fast to the gospel. You got to hold fast to the truth. And you cannot be in a place where you are now moved by the conjecture of the noise of others. Romans 1, verse 14. I'm almost out of your way. Are you learning? I am a debtor. Would you remove this? Y'all would bring me the chair with the, with the, with the fabric falling, tiling from the end of it. Uh, praise the Lord. Romans 1, 14. <laughs> I love you, B. Uh, I am a debtor. I'm a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, to both the wise and the unwise. Please look at this. Paul is saying, I'm destined to come and talk to all of y'all. Those who think they know and those that don't know anything. Those that are primitive and those who have the greatest knowledge out there. The gospel is not a message for those who are ignorant and dumb. The gospel is a message for all men. And when you only think that the gospel is destined for people who are down and under, you are missing out. I'm telling you as surely as my name is Sermon that you will see more in America in this coming year where those that are the high and the up will begin to call for the gospel. Y'all don't you will see more than ever before that those that seem like they got everything and seem like they got it all together are going to begin to call out for what they don't have and it's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ not just the preaching of the gospel but the word should not be preached without signs following Oh, that where the gospel is preached the gospel is manifested where the gospel is preached healing ought to be released where the gospel is preached deliverance ought to happen and you will begin to hear the cry of those in our nation that say bring me the gospel and its power because I don't have what I need you got to continue to proclaim the gospel not only to those in the world but you got to preach the gospel to Christians I know listen to me please the gospel must be continually preached not only to the unbeliever but the gospel must be preached to the believer now, some of you missing this because you have moved on into hardier two truths and greater depths of revelation. But you have done it without making sure your foundation is sure. You start reaching too high and come down and your foundation is not sure. You're going to fall. You're going to break something. The key is make sure your foundation is true. What do you mean? You got to understand these concepts that Paul has given us in Romans. You got to understand the crucifixion. You got to understand the power of grace. You got to understand all of these things that God is releasing as a foundation for your life. Because as you go higher and as you go stronger and as you go where God has called you to be, your foundation must be sure. If this is good to you, then point at somebody and say, listen to the man. Get your foundation together. Verse 15, Romans 1 verse 15. So as much is, is in me, I am ready, somebody say I'm ready, ready. to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Paul said, I've been working. I've been sharing this message of Jesus Christ, but I'm more than ever ready to preach the gospel. Here's the thing about preaching. Preaching is not what I'm doing alone. Preaching is bigger than a microphone. Preacher is bigging, big, preaching is bigger than a platform. That's why I feel for, bad for these young men and women who are coming up in God who are just waiting for a stage. Every Christian is called to be a preacher. What do you mean? Every Christian is called and ordained by God to be a proclaimer of the good news. Every one of us in every sphere of influence and every place we're called to is supposed to carry the gospel. And the reason why some of us find ourselves falling into spots is because we got getting into areas and you be having opportunities open up for you and you forgot you were a preacher. Yeah. 
So they started treating you common because you forgot your assignment. Only five of y'all going to say amen with me. It's so good. You, they start treating you common. You're trying to figure out, why am I being ineffective? Because you forgot you was a preacher. So you started going into the darkness and letting the darkness overtake your light. Because you forgot you were supposed to carry the good news. God put you on that college campus to carry the good news. God gave you that job to carry the good news. Am I boring y'all in here today? Tell your face. It's important that you understand that God has ordained you to go into every man's world. So you got to carry the truth. Okay, how is the gospel preached? It's not only preached through your mouth, it's preached through your life. You can holler, you can scream. But when I'm going to see the gospel really preached through you, is what you live out this side of these doors. Scripture says, we are living epistles. Read a man. When I read your life, do I see the gospel? Oh, it's quiet up here now. When I listen to your conversations, can I hear the gospel? <laughs> when I watch your walk, can I see the gospel? You are called to carry the gospel in your very members. In your mind, in your body, in your soul. You've got to carry the gospel. Let's keep going. I'm going to let you go home. Romans 1.14. He said, I'm called to both. Let's keep going. Romans 1.15. So is much in me, right? I'm ready to preach the gospel to y'all who are also in Rome. Listen, God wants you to understand the power of his word. Last scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. The Bible says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower, flower of, uh, of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls away, but the word of God, what? endures forever now this is the word by which this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you what does the gospel do it rescues you this is why the gospel must be preached to believers and unbelievers because we are all in need of a rescue I'm going to close on that and I'll finish next week. We are all in need of a rescue. And so you've got to make sure that you're carrying within you the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because all it means is that those who are in something leading towards death and falling apart, that God reached in and pulled them out of that moment and brought them into freedom. Now, how many of y'all been rescued before? Let's be honest, man. And every day of your life when the enemy tries to come against your thought process and tries to tell you something and tries to tell you nothing you gotta then allow the gospel to rescue you again that's why the gospel must be preached to all men the gospel cannot just be preached to those who are in sin but the gospel must be preached to those that believe as well because God never wants you to feel stuck in a circumstance and he never wants you to feel stuck in a situation and he never wants you to feel stuck in a place but God said I am forever your rescuer get on that organ and help me I said he is forever your rescuer God wants to pull you out of the place where the enemy has made you feel like you were gonna die in that grave last time I checked Jesus went into a compartment of hell and got the keys to death hell and the grave I don't have to deal with hellish like stuff I don't I know it's not Easter but I feel the resurrection in the building I don't have to remain down in a low place because the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ was not that Jesus just died on the cross for my sins but that he went on into the grave and he went on into hell but he got up with all power in his hand on the third day he told him you think that you're gonna tear this temple down but just give me three days three days three days three days three days for in three days I'll raise this temple up hit your neighbor next to you real quick and tell him the resurrection and the third day experience tell him the resurrection 
and the third day experience is coming upon your life and God is about to rescue out of stuff that thought it had you. I wish I had a church. Your family is about to be rescued. Your mama is about to be rescued. Your daddy is about to be rescued. Your city is about to be rescued. Your mind is about to be rescued. Your vision is about to be rescued. That is the power of the good news that whatever was thinking that it was going to die, he has handled death for you. He has handled death for you. Get your neighbor say, come out of there. Listen. Much more message out of time. You've got to understand that the power of the gospel, the gospel itself is the power of God to them that believe. So if, if it's the power of God to them that believe, I've got to study it. And I must keep the gospel at the premise. I have to keep the gospel as the premise for my walk. I must keep the gospel at the center of what I believe. I have to study and understand the gospel. This is what John talked about was coming. And it's what Jesus preached. The gospel of the kingdom of God. And listen to me. I can hear the Lord say, make way, make way, make way, make way. For the kingdom of God is at hand. And the kingdom of God is not just going to come in things that you think that you can be able to hold on with your natural hand. But the kingdom of God is going to come through gospel preachers who are going to go into the entertainment world and let the gospel live to them. It's going to come through gospel preachers that's going to go to sports and entertain and carry the gospel in there. It's going to go to people that's going to carry the gospel into politics. That's going to carry the gospel into education. That's going to carry the gospel into every man's world. I just wonder in the house today, are there any people that want to carry the gospel? Where your heart is, Lord, make me a gospel carrier. You rescued me. Now send me out. I know the harvest is plentiful, Lord. Make me a laborer to go out and if you lift your hands in here I feel like the Lord is commissioning gospel preachers the Lord is commissioning those that carry the gospel oh my God you better carry it into your world you better carry it into your family lift your hands and just receive that the commissioning of God is coming upon you come on lift your hands and worship him for a minute it's a divine moment come on don't miss this lift your hands and worship him I'm not going to get so busy I miss the gospel. I will not be ashamed of this thing that saved my life. I'm going to speak loudly through my mouth and my life. The gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to speak loudly through my actions. I'm going to speak loudly through my thoughts. While your hands are lifted, I break shame off of you right now. Every kind of shame that tried to take your life every kind of shame that tried to rest upon you the shame of sin that you have committed in the past the shame of assignments that you have not completed the shame of the things that have been in your bloodline the shame of being able to say I am the redeemed of Christ I break that shame off of you now and I pray supernaturally that God is adding volume to your voice and no longer are you going to be silent but you're going to come out of hiding now and you're about to see record salvations in your life your family's about to receive revival I feel the Holy Ghost your family's about to receive change your family's about to receive breakthrough your family's about to receive healing your family's about to receive deliverance the day is upon you for change father we receive that come on just worship it for a minute